Our cold open this week comes from at teeny113. When you guys go on a downward spiral, what bathroom fixture do you choose to rip out? Kevin? I rip out the bidet while screaming at the top of my lungs. I've had a bad bidet. I'm going to give you three points for that. Okay. Demi? I rip out the Dyson hand cleaner because I don't trust robots. It's just an honest answer. That's not a joke. Let <laughs> me give you two don't points laugh. for your honesty. Don't laugh. Sorry for laughing, Demi. I'm going to rip out the water heater because it's never done anything for me anyways. Water's always too cold. Uh, were there, was there? Oh, okay. In my head, we're all in a very public bathroom. And oh. I was like, why is there a water heater in there? I'm going to give you one point for that because, I mean, I need hot water. Uh, and I'm going to give you less too, points apparently. because of my needs. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like uh, I'm going to rip out the shower head because if I'm going on a downward spiral, no one else can get clean either. I don't know. That was like a Nine Inch Nails lyric. It wasn't very good. You can give me. You no, know, we did go from three to one. Yeah. I feel like it's only fair to give you nothing. That's yeah. fair. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll give you one point because you're nice. Thank you. You don't, you don't know me very well. You can give points for anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give Kevin and Steven one point because they are my friends. Dude, yeah. you're point happy. I am. Nice. <laughs> you're, you're drunk with power. <laughs> what pointy power, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From Under a Rock, the podcast dedicated to taking you out from under the proverbial rock on movies you should have seen by now. I am Michael Ornelas. I'm Steven Zarita. I'm Demia DeJuibe. And I'm Ann B. Davis as Alice, JK, Kevin Porter. <clears throat> Crushed it. Yep. Nice. Sorry. And you guys are known as the Gilmore Guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having yep. us, guys. Thanks for being on. This is fun. I feel bad I was late, so I wasn't here to be like, oh, they're here. I walked in. I was like, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah. Yay. So we should, uh, we should preface, actually. I don't think you, I don't know about you, Michael, but I knew Kevin and Demi in college at TSTV at separate times. I don't think y'all were there at the same time. Well, the weird thing is I feel like we've all known each other for Years. I don't think we've all ever each been of us, in the same but room. just in different years. <laughs> yeah. It's so like Cloud Atlas. I knew yeah. Stephen first, and then I knew Michael, and then I knew Demi. So I've known Demi technically the least amount of time, even though we spent the most amount of time together. Yeah. And whoa, I've I've met Demi maybe twice, maybe three yeah. times, very, very short in passing. I think we worked on TNN at TSTV for like two weeks at yeah. the same time. Uh, because I was off starting my own thing, and you were, I think, just coming into TSTV around that time? Probably. Yeah. And then Steven... Do the listeners know what TSTV is? Nope. We've, ex we've mentioned it before. It's like It was like 30 episodes ago. Texas you know Student Television. He would be yeah. the one to ask because he listens to all our episodes <laughs> over and over, and I don't I, even listen to them once. Quality I, control. I got I to gotta see, see where we're doing right, doing wrong. QC, That's baby. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. It's uh, Texas Student TV is the uh, University of Texas at Austin, student-run... TV station that broadcasts all over Austin and over to over a quarter of a million residents. Brag much? I'm I'm just remembering how much of the spiel <laughs> I know, which I'm thinking, and I know all of it, but I don't feel like going through it all. All I used the to, modern of such luminaries yeah. in the television industry yeah. as 
Paul Leonard from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And few else. <laughs> Mark Duplass? The Duplass brothers were Is there. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. There's an old... Uh, what? There's an old... We, we uh, did an interview with them years ago in like 2010, and they're like, oh man, yeah, TSTV. I remember editing on like dual VCRs back in the 90s. We're talking Jay and Mark, yes, right? Yes, we are. What? I remember uh, I talked to Mark on the red carpet for... What was it safety not guaranteed and i, I love that movie. it was a great movie um i made a fool of myself by asking like how they're like in austin i was like i went to school here and then i was like okay i'm gonna step back <laughs> wow so, that just blew my mind yeah. guys there's there's more let's uh, there's, there's a there's someone else let's think of them all right now and mike mcconaughey uh, <laughs> wes anderson these are just people that went to the school. Utila. I don't know I don't their Beyonce, involvement. Hillary Duff, Alexis yes. Liddell. Oh, I wish Those Hillary are just people Duff. from Houston. George Bush. <laughs> the, uh, you know what blows Barack my Obama. mind? Barack Obama. There's people that have been to Texas. Oh, that's true, man. There's a girl. JFK. There's a girl on the 100 on CW. She was like one of the lead characters. She did TSTV very briefly. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't think she has it. In her for show business, <laughs> and then she became a lead actor on the CW. The One Hundred. Stephen calls him like he sees him. <laughs> That's a name and I haven't he heard in a long time. Stephen told me that I couldn't do my own show on TSTV, and then I went and did it. Well, because he didn't think I would get it done. And then it was pretty successful. It was yeah. pretty decent. Won yeah. some awards there. Hindsight is one hundred. One hundred. An award. I wouldn't say okay. some awards. You won an award. Okay, my mom's favorite TV show of all time. That makes it awards, I guess. Yeah. Hey, moms are hard to please TV-wise. That's true. Hard yeah, my mom won't watch it unless it's Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Typical moms. This is, this is a good show. Watch, like, Monk's three a episodes. great show. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I'll go to bat for Monk. Our friend Keiko again is starting a podcast called Drunk Monk. Good. Where she, where she gets drunk with a friend and watches Monk with it's them. A I was really terrific, hoping it would be drunk with a show. Monk. I'd listen to that, too. But then they watch Monk also, and Monk is like, this, this does nothing do. for my yeah. peace. Oh, not a good show. Okay. If they nice. could land Shaloub for just one episode of that. What's he doing? Podcast. He's not doing shit. I don't we know. Are Men got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> what is huh? he in? I don't know. He's yeah, working no, at We Shalubis. Are Men, and then it got canceled. He was on We Are Men. They shot that at the Oakwoods when I lived there, and then it got canceled oh. at the Oakwoods while I lived there. So the it was very funny. They shot at the Oakwoods? Yeah. Was it single cam? I have no idea. Weird. I've just come to the realization that one of my favorite things is seeing you learn information that is fascinating <laughs> to you. <laughs> Between that... <laughs> it happens constantly, Perfect. everybody. <laughs> Anyways, what did you guys have us watch this week? We had you guys watch a little movie we call, and the rest of the country calls, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. I actually call it Rip and Sinks. <laughs> Ribbon Sinks is a good subtitle for the working show. title for yeah. a show. Yeah. Uh it's a fun one. I uh I saw this uh I don't think I saw it in theaters. I saw it like right when it came out on DVD, fell in love with it, watched it like three or four times and just got distracted and haven't watched it since. Mm. So I'm really glad that you guys brought it to the table because it was it wasn't like watching it for the first time because I knew a ton of the things that were coming, but it was such a fun experience to rewatch. Yeah. The first time I saw it was actually in Austin at UT. What was that little the theater? theater? Was it Dobie? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The little Dobie theater. Yeah. And John C. Riley was there 
introducing the movie yeah. at Dolby. It was the weirdest thing. It wasn't like a draft it's house It's like thing. a four-screen something yeah. theater. It was that like a four-screen thing. We were I was school. really yeah. pissed that it closed because yeah. I moved into Dolby and that theater was not running <laughs> anymore. Sucks. Oh, Yeah, yeah I, dude, if I was going to live above a mall, I'd take full advantage of that. I like the Dolby Mall. Dolby Mall is not much to take advantage well, of. There was, there there was a game they have cheap pizza and very nice yeah. cookies. That's I love true. a good mall. Like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, now you got me thinking about Dolby. You know, uh, I wonder if it was part of this the same thing, but when they were promoting this movie, they actually sent John C. Riley out on a musical tour as Dewey Cox. Right, yeah. because it was that same night he played at Stubbs. Yeah. Later, like two hours after the movie was over, he played with full band and everyone doing all the Dewey Cox songs. There's a there's a, a YouTube clip of I think that very that exact performance at Stubbs where he's like you know in character the entire time and he's introducing like I don't know what those jet propulsion experts over at NASA did but somehow I'm in 2007 but I'm just gonna play music for it I was like I love that he had to like explain why he's here we know why you're here by the yeah. way flawless John C Riley impression flawless <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's anything Stephen is known for it is impressions uh, John C Riley he's like the Daryl Hammond of TSTV <laughs> <laughs> that and his singing both Steven those things are <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh I'm just going to go out and say it uh, for a movie that's uh, a parody of, you know, the music biopic genre. The music holds up incredibly mm-hmm. well. It's that's so good. very well done. That's so the good. secret genius of the movie mm-hmm. is that it functions pretty great just on its musical merits alone. Mm-hmm. John C. Riley's playing his guitar for real, singing for real. And if you take the soundtrack apart from the movie, like, it's almost like, you know how in That Thing You Do, That Thing You Do, the title song is actually a pretty good song? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing here. Like, they really nailed the tone of, like, okay, what's a Johnny Cash sound like? Yeah. What's a Roy Orbison? What's a freaking Glenn Campbell at the end with a beautiful ride? And Bob without. Dylan. Yeah, oh, Bob yeah, Dylan. Bob Dylan. back to Dream Black Lampposts. <laughs> I mean, they really, without the music and without that working, then the movie might have fallen apart or have just been okay or yeah. kind of a slight misfire. But they put so much work into making those songs good that the movie still holds up because of it. Yeah, and the I remember. I think I'd only seen this once before, but watching it the second time and like actually like dissecting it while I'm watching it and not just, you know, leaning back in the couch. I realized the pacing. I love the pacing because they get through each kind of era in his musical career pretty quickly. In my mind, when I first watched it, I thought like, oh, he's like 15 for a while. And then he's married to his first wife for a long time. But it's really just a couple of scenes before uh, what's the uh, Darlene Darlene. Yeah. comes into the picture. I'm Pam. like, oh, wow, this thing's just chugging along Pam. really quick. Pam. It's Pam from The mm. Office. It really is. We were trying to figure out what else she's been in. She was Blades in of Glory. Blades of Glory right. and Little Else. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else? She was in... The Office, a little show. Ooh, that... oh, sh- of course, but <laughs> film-wise... She was in yeah. this one film a few years ago. That, I mean, saying that doesn't help anything. Uh, she was married to James Gunn briefly. Lolly Love. That was a movie she was in. <laughs> there really? we go. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Lolly Love, I believe that's real. Or I might have made it up. No, I think it's real. It's like a fake like uh, documentary. It's like a mock doc thing. But she, I, to me, whenever an actress or an actor, they're like super prolific for a while, I and then not much else comes out, I always wonder, like, is that their choice? Or is that the industry's choice? Because yeah. she is a mother of two, yeah. I mm-hmm. believe, at this point. So maybe she just... Went away on purpose. 
personally, I do think that she is the one weak link in this movie. Hmm. If there was one, hmm. and she's pretty good, but yeah. I think that role could have been de- like I think of it. Kristen Wiig is great in the movie and the role yeah. that she's in, but I think about Kristen Wiig in that same role and think about how much funnier those scenes would have been. Like Cr- even just for example, she had to have a singing devil. Jenna Fisher can't sing. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's very obvious yeah, watching her. Totally I was like, that's, that's not her voice at all. And when they did the live shows in New York, freaking Kristen Wiig did that song oh, with John really? C. Riley. So huh. she kind of did, you know, yeah. play it's that really part. strange. Was Kristen Wiig too busy to take on the bigger It's not even much of a bigger role, really. Yeah. Well, she does I, seem underused, though, because they get rid of her really quickly. It's 2007, so this is pre-Bridesmaids. This is pre-her yeah. expl- exploding. I, she had only been on SNL for maybe one or two years. So what I imagine is like, the office is pretty hot at this time yeah. in 2007. So whoever okays the decisions was like, oh, put Jenna Fisher in there instead of mm-hmm. Wig or someone similarly talented is what I would imagine would happen. But to me, the casting of this movie is so good and so brilliant for every single. We were talking about it. So much time has passed that every little bit part and all the cameos and stuff are now like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. It's that guy. But. Ultimately, I feel like the casting of Darlene is a little off. <laughs> Except the, the one that doesn't hold up in it being like, oh, it's that guy. It's Frankie, Frankie Muniz. Muniz. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when, when did Malcolm in the Middle end? Like, 03, 04? No, something? Malcolm in the Middle ran seven seasons. I want to say it started in 99 or 2000. Oh. So it was it was pretty freshly done. Yeah, so he was still like a big name. And now, he, what did you say? He's just He just races cars yeah. in retirement. I mean, the NASCAR yeah. crossover with the Walk Hard audience, they probably went nuts for that yeah. cameo. <laughs> like however many years before. Sure. Well, nowadays, <laughs> popping the movie and they're probably like, oh man, that's the guy. Oh, I remember Malcolm in the Middle. Wasn't he in Sharknado recently? Sharknado so. 3? Was he? Yeah. I didn't watch any. I watched the first one, but I didn't watch any of the sequels. Oh, you don't need to. It's fine. Yeah. I, they're they're all the same. I movie get the gist. With, yeah, with, they got self aware. Yeah, it wasn't good. I, I thought they were self aware at the beginning, but okay. <laughs> I think not in the first one, but I think in two and three, they caught on, and it was like when you make fun of somebody, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh yeah, I am funny," and they try to like make fun of themselves <laughs> with you. And it's like ah, this isn't working for me. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, and he's Kermit the Frog for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I. I don't necessarily disagree with your point about Jenna Fisher being uh, the weak link, but I just I find her so charming that it's hard for me to like not like her. Sure, the look yeah. is there yeah. and it looks good, and this movie in general looks good. Like oh my the cinematography, gosh, the lighting is amazing. Yeah. There's so many. One of my favorite scenes is when Dewey gets out of rehab for the first time, and then he wakes oh, up. A, a rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Too many blankets. We need more blankets and less blankets. Uh, no, but then he, when he wakes up after all that turmoil, and it's like dawn, like shining through the window, and Darlene's yeah. there, and her hair is like all lit up in the backlight. I was like, oh my gosh, a this looks good, but b like that's exactly it's supposed to be like a new page, a new dawn, in in a new dawn. A new dawn. A new dawn. And I think that's something that's not prevalent in most Apatow movies. 
Because for the most part, he's a very... I mean, he did Freaks and Geeks, but I feel like he's kind of a TV director Mm -hmm. that's in the film world. Like, there's not a lot of visual flair or style to what he does. It's like set up the masters, set up the across the shoulder. You won't see him go to any Edgar Wright-esque lengths to make something visually appealing. Mm -hmm. But I think this movie does because it's trying to capture that specific genre. He didn't direct this movie. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying... But I'm saying, like, for a Judd Apatow-produced movie, but even, sure. like, Pineapple Express, yeah. which is David Gordon Green, like, they, these movies don't really have that much visual flair. Yeah, this one is so strong. With that, those though. movies, though, it's because the visual flair isn't part of the storytelling. With this, you have to have the visual flair, or else it's just literally, like, a novel. Um, with the story, like, Pineapple Express, where the comedy of it is so much more focused on telling an original story and not parodying anything, there's no, like, notes that you have to mm-hmm. hit. That's true. I mean, this movie even goes in, like, a Beatles... LSD-esque cartoon. Yeah. Very reminiscent of old Beatles. Playing a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, that, that's, I mean, not many movies really do. I, I think of Monty Python whenever I see that sequence, just because they cut to cartoons. But, yeah, that's, that's just like dedication. You want to know what I've never seen, Stephen? Monty Python? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I, Which I, one? Any, any of them? Uh, I've seen... An episode of Flying Circus. Oh, that's all you need. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> just, it's probably just the, the, the pilot. pilot. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I've I've seen like bits and like I've I've walked in and seen people watching Monty Python. On and accident. Sat down for like, <laughs> yeah, and then and then I <laughs> oh, sprint I'm down. Sorry. The oh no, I've walked in on something. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, where'd you learn this? They're like, I learned it from watching you. I was like, that's not the case because I've never seen this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a couple. Skits, skits, but uh, can I blow your mind? This is the only movie in which both Jack Black and Jack White appear. Oh, that doesn't sound surprising to me considering this is one of the only movies that Jack White appears, right? But it sounds cooler when I say Jack White has a very high ratio, which by the way, he's yeah. appeared in with Jack Black. <laughs> Actually, it might be 100%, <laughs> unless you count into the great northern lights. Uh, this. <laughs> Not you know you're Jack White. I know very little Jack White. I was going to say, I should have said it might get loud. Those are his two movie documentaries. Oh, okay. I know very much about Jack White for not having heard any White Stripe songs of my own volition. <laughs> so uh, Jack White's cameo is probably my favorite cameo in this movie. He nails it, and it's so like atypical of a Jack White thing that I think it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, that entire sequence, uh, that first show w- with uh, Buddy Holly and... Uh, Which, Elvis by the way, the Malcolm in the Middle thing doesn't hold up, but the joke of them keep like continuing to say Buddy Holly as his yeah. full name is still so funny to me. Yeah. I, well, isn't that the joke that like he so much doesn't look like yeah. Buddy yeah. Holly? I feel like that. Holds yeah. No. Up. Right. I, think, I, I got the same vibe when the they have the scene with the Beatles. They just keep hammering you over the head with, "Oh, well, the Beatles. I'm Paul Beatles, McCartney. Please stop fighting in India." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it didn't work for me in the Beatles thing, but it worked in the Buddy Holly thing, and I don't know why. Interesting. I think it's because they kept leaning. Like I think because the joke there was them continuing to say the Beatles things and also slipping in puns like, I hope I don't hate this when I'm 64. It was just like, if you do it one time or have one character do it, it's funny, but to have all four characters do it, it in feels like a hat sequ- on a hat. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I almost feel like that is almost the whole movie though. And, and I don't mind it personally, but I mean like even stuff like, you know, Dewey, you're 15 years old and like it just calling, like labeling the things that are not visually apparent, but like they're trying to get away with, yeah. like, yeah. you know, the casting of the Beatles. Other than like the way they're dressed, you, you may look at those four guys and be like, they're dressed Beatles-esque, but it's only when they 
label themselves the Beatles that you're like, oh, okay, they're the Beatles. Right. Same with Buddy Holly, same with him being 15 or 20 or, you know, all those different progressions. So, yeah, I definitely felt that was just a runner throughout the whole movie. Um, I personally didn't mind it, but I would say that the Beatles scene was uh, one of my least favorite scenes in the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I remember when this came out, Funny or Die released that scene oh. yeah. by itself on the web, like hmm. kind of as like a promo for the movie. Yeah. So they thought it was strong enough to put out. <laughs> it was Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Jason Schwartzman, and why am I forgetting? Justin uh, Long. Yeah. I was oh, say okay. The Mac yeah. Guy. His name that was so long oh, ago. Mac guy. Yeah, <laughs> the kid from Galaxy Quest, the kid guys. from um, Tusk, the kid from Die Hard 4. Excuse me, <laughs> oh. guys. We love Justin Long here, and we're here to celebrate his we're, career. We're the we? kid from yeah. Ed. I'm a big long head. Is he Ed? <laughs> yeah, wow, he's not Ed. Ed, the Tom Cavanaugh yeah. TV show, yeah, right, but he's not Ed. No, right, okay, he was a he was a student. Just making sure. Yeah. He was just in, in there as a student. He was just... I mean, he was like the main student. I definitely thought you guys were talking about Mr. Ed. And I was like, no, that's a horse. <laughs> and I thought you were talking about Ed TV with nope. Kevin Costner. Matthew what? McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's right. But wait. No, okay. You're probably right. I just want to say that our knowledge of Justin Long and our knowledge of things with Ed in the title is pretty sound. I can think of one more show with Ed in the title. Three times. Ed, 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 Ed. Uh, it's a show Demi works on. Ed Midnight. Ed oh, right. Midnight. Hosted by Ed a, Hardwick. You get a point for that one, Kevin. <laughs> Michael, when you sit back down at the table, be sure to give Kevin a point there, seeing as you've currently left it. You remember that show back. Becker with Ed Danson? <laughs> that was dancing, a good one. Dancing, dancing. Oh, here's a conversation I was having with a friend mm-hmm. a while ago is... The idea of comedy actors who cross over and do dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. And for the yeah. for most of the more famous ones, it works. When Robin Williams went oh, yeah. dramatic, like Awakenings, and even parts of Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire, very... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that was the movie strings. I watched right after he passed away. Yeah. And like, me too. Especially the yeah. ending scenes were it so was good. for me. Jim, Jim Carrey works super well, yeah. obviously, in Truman Show. But then Eternal Sunshine. Eternal yeah, Sunshine. Yeah. But the idea of dramatic actors making that same crossover into the world of comedy is less prevalent, mm-hmm. I think. And I was just wondering why that is. And this is such a good example of it working because John C. Riley, up until kind of Boogie Nights, but even then, it's still an overall mm-hmm. is a drama. Really? That's how you see him? A dramatic actor? I don't. I I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't seen his dramatic roles much. But besides, like, I mean, he's definitely done them. But I've always seen him as a comedy yeah. guy who goes I, into drama. We saw him I do th- drama in Magnolia a while back. Well, yeah. I, I would yeah. say that the reason for that viewpoint is because once he went into comedy, he has done almost exclusively comedy yeah. right. with with Talladega Nights, Walk Hard, uh, Step Brothers. You know, those I guess being his his big three. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, he's I, always been pretty mixed, though. I've never, I wouldn't ever have put him in the camp of just one thing. I honestly didn't even know who he was before Talladega Nights. Yeah, no, same so. here. What was that movie he did in like twenty, maybe twenty eleven, where he's got like a son Cyrus. or a step Cyrus? It's a great movie. Yeah, I need to watch. I remember seeing the trailers for that, and I, I, I always thought of him as a comedic actor. So I was like, oh, interesting. Well, I it is John a, C. Riley it's like a comedy drama. Oh, is it really? Yeah. The big shift seems to have happened in. 2006, that really, was my with Tal Ricky Dagan Bobby. Nights. Yeah, yep. with Ricky Bobby. Because before then, it's The Aviator, it's The Hour, Chicago, Gangs of, Gangs of New York, The Good Girl, Perfect Storm, Magnolia, For the Love of the Game, 
Thin Red Line, Boogie Nights. That's pretty comedic in, in a lot of parts. But I feel like his role in Magnolia was also kind of comedic. He was a little bumbly. He was a bumbly op- cop in that. Yeah, you know. Oh, he makes me so sad. In them. I love yeah. that movie so much. Yeah. I could have punched you guys and picked that movie instead. <laughs> we already did that on our podcast. You did? Yeah, we did. What was the consensus? I think we gave like we an A. Loved, I gave was it an, an A, a plus, I think. But the, the like, average together was around an A. It is the definition of indulgence, but I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't seen it since I first saw it because I don't have three hours any time. Three hours and nine <laughs> minutes, baby. It's <laughs> a lot. But I think John C. Riley, like not having come from that more mixed world of different kinds of performances before Ricky Bobby and before movies like this. Like, I don't think a purely comedic actor could have pulled off some of the nuance and gravitas he does Mm -hmm. bring to the role. Like, I was even noticing, and it's such a small thing, and it's not even a particularly, like, comedic beat, but he's really good at playing old. Yeah. In the last few scenes, when he's with uh, old Jenna Fisher and they're watching the rap video, he's like, I don't know if I can still rock anymore yeah. but he's doing it in a way that's not like an snl sketch and he's wearing yeah. old makeup it's, it's like subtle this his, is an his old bones guy feel yeah. kind of brittle you know totally yeah he, the way like he walks up to the microphone when he performs for the last time up. just shuffling very hard walks hard hard yeah. walk hard hard <laughs> and i also think this is one of the only movies post airplane that succeeded as a well i guess maybe post naked gun that succeeded as a parody because now when we think of parody movies, we just think of we like compare them the, to the shit original? factory that's like oh, that. scary movie, not another well, teen, not another I teen think movie. Of, was I right. mean, Black Dynamite is an incredible True. parody movie. But I don't like, think it's as popular. Yeah. Oh, for, it's, it's oh more do you of mean like succeeded at the box office as a parody? No, or? because this was actually kind of a bust at the box office oh, really? too. Yeah, because they that. didn't know how to promote it and it's super weird. But I mean, you know. I think just we don't see as many parodies that like people make even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them aren't. Not another very dance good. Yeah. movie. Not There's another, that yeah. weird stretch in like the, especially in the late 2000s when there was from two of the writers of Scary Movie <laughs> yeah. comes Epic Movie. And disaster then later, Movie. And from movie, one of the writers yeah. of Epic Movie, which was horrible, it comes Disaster Movie. I was like, what are you doing? And it's they were cheap to make and they can make their money back yeah. really I mean, easy I by hiring one of no them. names. Yeah. And it really does a disservice to like what the Zucker brothers did with those, even like Top Secret. That was an amazing movie, mm-hmm. an amazing parody movie of those old like Elvis Presley type films from the 50s. But I think what those films lacked, which this one doesn't, is like uh, a sincere love mm-hmm. for what it's parodying. Like, because it, it kind of eviscerates the biopic from the inside out. It still kind of has yeah. a respect or admiration for it. And just the idea of like, subtle details and jokes that aren't just hey you recognize this thing from this other thing like if it was just the beats of a biopic mm-hmm. like oh the tragedy the smell blind thing even though that's one of the funniest yeah. jokes ever it's <laughs> great what, the funny thing about that is i remember when this movie came out it was like 2007 mm-hmm. and then 2008 i obviously went to see beverly hills chihuahua in the theaters <laughs> of course and one of the sincere dramatic points of the movie was when I believe the dog played by George Lopez reveals to the chihuahua played by Drew Barrymore that he can't smell anything. And <laughs> after having seen this movie, oh, it was one of the best moments of my life. My friend and I were dying in the theater watching it. He's like, I can't smell anything. You know, <laughs> it was like like sad music. And Do you know how few people had the best moment of their life <laughs> in Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Or at least one of them. I'm not proud of it. I'm just saying that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not saying it's great or that my life's looking good right I'm now, gonna guys. You, I'm going to give you a point just for suffering through that. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't seen the sequels, though. There's sequels? Oh, there's oh, at there's least two. 
There's just two? Yeah. Okay. I that thought there right. was one. I didn't two, know there was more There's than barely that. a Chihuahua two and three. One of them, for a while, held the mantle of biggest October opening of all time. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what else is going on? Good for on Beverly Hills and good for Chihuahuas. There yep. you go. They both need press, and those movies are doing them a Wonderful. service. Wonderful things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just, just so we're clear, the Beverly Hills Chihuahua three subtitles, Viva La Festiva. <laughs> Festiva? Oh, wow. They didn't even try. Fiesta. Festiva. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh. what? Viva la I, I got what Fiesta. you meant, though, because I was about to translate. I was like, that translates to Your Spanish is not very good, is it? <laughs> no, Viva Uno. Fiesta. <laughs> Live the party? Live the party. <laughs> anyway. Sounds like a Beverly Hills Chihuahua interpretation of Biodome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually... We we didn't even answer that the main question. Why is this why is this a must see? Like why is this like a movie you think everybody should watch? I think it's just a perfect note parody and also a movie that stands very well on its own. Like mm-hmm. in the first, I was writing down the best lines when I watched it last night, and I remember like writing down five before like minute five because mm-hmm. there are just so many. It's just stacked to the brim with good jokes, and it also flips it on its like head and fills the same space with like really good like great parody notes and really good songs and the songs work so well on their own i've been listening to the soundtrack all day and it just works mm-hmm. and like it's just like they do everything right is the real answer yeah yeah no i, I totally agree it's uh when i'm watching comedy i kind of break it up into two categories uh when it comes to like just the quality of their jokes uh, are the jokes good or bad ideas? And then are, if they are good ideas, are they executed well or executed poorly? Because I see plenty of things where like, oh, yeah, the idea is, uh, you know, I see why it's funny, but they didn't do it well. And this is one that checks all those boxes of like they have so many fun ideas and they're executed in ways that I wouldn't think to pull them off. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it it really does hit on pretty much every level it's going for. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet that is uh, – one of my favorite runners in the movie is Tim Meadows uh, with uh, Dewey constantly walking in on Was him. Was you yeah. any of this? Yeah, yes. and just like kind of selling the idea that he should totally avoid the drug that is amazing that yeah. they're doing. Have you seen Ray? Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the the scene I think it's parroting is from Ray when he uh, when Ray stumbles into a room where two dudes are doing heroin and she's like, oh, you don't want some of this. It'll make your ass null and void. And then he starts saying, like, you want to escape your bad times then you come here, but not now. And it's like, then what, yeah. what are you? <laughs> What's the message here? And, and he's like, like, good, bad feelings into good feelings. Yeah. And then <laughs> Ray sits down and it's like, looks like I'm trying. It's like, it's like, you got any money? And he hands him just like the biggest stack of money. He's like, that'll do. And then like, that's how Ray gets into drugs yeah and it's so funny seeing it like this because that's exactly what you think when you see that scene is like they're convincing him to do drugs simultaneously while telling him not to get out of here yeah. <laughs> and my my single favorite line in the movie is when he walks in on them he's like well, what are you guys doing now it's pills it's the next it's the next it's logical the, step yeah. for you too. it's the next logical step <laughs> in your progression <laughs> It all. We are lamenting how uh, in often we see Tim Meadows in TV and movies. Yeah, huh? why is he not in more stuff? He's so funny. The last I saw, he was playing uh, one of two. Tubs. What's that? Just, oh, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, he was playing one of two gay dads on that show, Marry Me, on NBC, which I think that's, has been canceled. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I watched a few anymore. episodes, Rip. told myself I liked it, watched a few more episodes. I was like, never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
J.K. Rowling. I mean, I mean, I I like Ken Marino. I like Casey Wilson. I know all the ingredients are there, but yeah. they just weren't mixed properly. Yeah. Movie wise, I can off the top of my head only think of this and Mean Girls and the Ladies' Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there should really be more in that list. Yeah, no, he's he's hilarious. I, th- I honestly. I, I think he deserves to be more than a bit player, but maybe that time has passed for him to be able to break out in any capacity more than that. Or maybe he's choosing to, like Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Let's have some optimism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Jenna Fisher might actually be like spending time with her family because apparently that's like all what her Instagram is these days or something. It's good for her. Steven keeps up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 he has it I open heart, right I now on his every phone. Instagram just scrolling through here. <laughs> Tap tap. Steven's one of those commenters that says, "Please follow me yeah, back." It would and make twelve hearts if you just said, "If you just said, liked one of my photos." Steven like wakes up every morning, cracks his knuckles, opens his phone. He's like, "What's Fisher up to What's today?" What's she up to? What's he? He wakes up and just writes, "Good morning" on all our Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not not far from the truth. Um, what else do we want to talk about in terms yeah, of this what else movie? Yeah, we need to touch on. Uh, I mean, you mentioned briefly that uh, it kind of eviscerates the biopic, but on its own, it actually works pretty yeah. well as a biopic. That's like, the thing. Yeah, it's kind of you feel like you, you feel like you know this. Like this is a person that could have existed, like yeah. in a book somewhere. You know, it's it's crazy, especially because they tie him to so many like real musicians, and you know they get really deep into each style. But like, yeah, I feel like I should see an old photo of him and Elvis or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally buy. I was like, oh yeah, this was a real guy, and that's all because of Riley's performance. Think yeah. of someone mm-hmm. who's a little more stickier, someone mm-hmm. who came more from sketch or something, doing the same role and maybe wearing it a little more lightly mm-hmm. and playing Chris a Kattan little looser. Could not play Dewey Cox. I can't confirm or deny that he could. He no. can. We just wouldn't be talking about it ever. Ah, <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> the st- the walk hard, the Corky Romano story. <laughs> <laughs> that was a movie that occurred. I actually yep. really liked that movie in middle school, and then like the I, first or the sequel. There was a sequel. Oh, there was a sequel. There's oh a my god! Too? Yeah. Wow. I'm squeezing my phone so wow. hard right now to that news. Here's here's one thing I appreciate too, because we we're talking about the different mix of jokes. Is that there is the precision of those old Zucker Brothers movies and kind of the very writtenness of of like a Thirty Rock or something in terms mm-hmm. of the pace too. But then they mix it with like. The just like, oh, they just left the cameras roll and John C. Riley did 12 different lines. And you can tell like yeah. his line to uh, wig at one point. I can't build you a candy house. It'll, It'll fall down melt. and melt in the sun. Yeah. Like that's one of yeah. like and you see it on the DVD. It's one of like 12 lines that they mm-hmm. did. Or even uh, one of the things I find most interesting is they said John Michael Higgins, who plays the engineer or the executive who's in there saying there's nothing you can do i'm telling you there's nothing they just let him go with that so that they were actually talking about on the commentary kazdan and abatel were that was the most clarifying moment in shooting the movie that they had because they're like okay this is the tone and that was kind of like a touchstone for them for how they wanted the other scenes Hmm. to play out because higgins had the earnestness and sincerity all the while summing up all the like bullet points like you know this is gonna yeah. like this is gonna be the thing that turns it around. But it's literally like, okay, John Michael Higgins, let's go, you know. And he just totally got it. Who yeah. is hilarious in everything? Yeah, in everything. I have not seen him play anything that did not hit with me. One of my favorite uh, trivia facts about him is that he does vocal arrangements, like in A Mighty Wind. He wrote hmm. a lot of those vocal arrangements for like the harmonies and stuff for the songs they sang. And he's like super into acapella music. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. 
Real quick, I was wrong. I don't know where I thought of Corky Romano too. Did you think it was oh, Deuce Bigelow oh, too? No, I remember seeing Another commercials for Corky Romano, but I knew. Th- I think maybe he did ads or something. I don't know. Maybe it was just a long-lasting nightmare. Like you saw the uh, first one and you got over yeah. it, and then maybe. you were reminded of the first one and were like, "It's back." Yeah, thought it was. Another, I don't know. Anyway, I'm guilty as charged. Great song. Guilty as charged. Uh, well, I guess at that point we should move into ratings. But before we move into ratings proper, we got a, a tweet I think we should address. So before rating the movie, I think we should rate on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you think John C. Riley's feet would taste? Is a question bub underscore bub. I have a question. Uh, maybe you guys could clarify because I doubt he would respond in a timely okay. manner. Uh, how long has he, has, has he been barefoot for? When did he last wear shoes? When did he last and wash his foot? feet? Oh. You know, maybe it's like one pit sweats a little more than the other. One foot sweats a little more than the other. Also, what's he been doing? Was he recording Wreck-It Ralph or was he <laughs> uh, playing a soccer game? <laughs> was yeah. he having a catch? His two favorite pastimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he's VL recording Wreck-It Ralph. He, re- he re-records Wreck-It Ralph constantly just yeah. as a hobby. Yeah. Well, we all know he movie. records Wreck-It Ralph while standing in a purifying foot cleansing yeah. tub, so... That's when I'm gonna be like, yeah, dude, I'll look your feet. It's that's a seven right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if he's playing soccer, I'm not doing it. That's a two foot, and I don't lick anything below six feet. That's my rules. A man's you know, gotta have a code. That makes it sound like you only lick things that are dead. A man's gotta have a code. Below nope. six feet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, six no, feet under. Like under six feet, six. not six feet under. Okay. Good show. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, whether or not more of a number is bad or good. So I, I might have just committed good. to great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That yeah, falls they- in line with this made up scale in which <laughs> I am allowed to lick feet. We're going to go with the classic 6.9 rating for the left foot, specifically the littlest toe. The piggy that went all the way home. Mm, the Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, why My left he... foot. Ah, there it is. See, <laughs> see, I'm a foodie. I want the piggy that went to market. Uh, <laughs> that's a good justification why, you think you're better for wanting that. No, no. Okay. How <laughs> dare you? But uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a five. I, I don't want to commit. I feel like if I go too hard in one direction, he'll either get you upset too or too happy. Yeah, exactly. No, that's right. Uh, and I just kind of want to say off John C. Riley's foot rating lick uh, foot. Licking radar, not hmm. foot rating liquor. <laughs> What's his shoal status? He been gelling? Yeah, is he a shoals guy? Yeah. What's he doing? He's got shoals, but he's not a soldier. Ooh. So I'm I'm definitely <laughs> I think Kevin, that's another point. For me, anybody Steven. anybody who ever like makes Michael leave gets a point. <laughs> I'm gonna give him an eight because I think, you know, Woo! that's just what success tastes like. That's Look at the guy. Su- success is an aid. That's what we've always said. <laughs> and be- before we go into ratings, uh, Demi, I know you had a great time giving out points at the top of the podcast. Do you want to hand out any other points before we move on? I would like to give Stephen uh, three points for mm. what I assume is you having a laptop open and not Googling just, you know, fun games the entire time. Yeah. That's real nice of you. It's yeah. just Jenna Fisher's Instagram. Uh, yeah, no, that's well, on that case, I'm going to take one point I want to give Michael three points for just uh, doing a good job with the handwriting. You know, not a lot of people can do it, but you do, and you pull it off so well. Thank you. Want to give Kevin uh, five points for just killing it with a black shirt. You know. Yeah, it's my Louis C.K. look. Nice. Minus the whipping my dick out in front of women. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Well, you also have more hair than he does. That's a lot uh, more currently hair. still <laughs> red. Let's see. 
You're also <laughs> substantially smaller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also currently. Yeah. <laughs> All these things are subject to change. Can I give my co-host Demi five points? Yeah. Yes, you can. I was also going to say Demi. To show favor. You're welcome to <laughs> award yourself points. Nah. That's kind of rude. <laughs> is it, that was very rude. Humility. I'm going to give you two points. <laughs> right. You can't point yourself. Wow, can I take people? points away from myself? <laughs> you just <laughs> launched into second place by playing it cool. That's right. <laughs> That is right. Uh, two things I want to mention real quick before I forget. I don't know if Jake Kasdan has made a good movie after this. Hmm. Let's look at his filmography. Oh, yeah. Do it. Because I think after this, let's see. It was Bad Teacher and Sex Tape. Bad oh. Teacher and Sex Tape. <sighs> and he's done Cameron some Diaz. like TV directing. He directed for New Girl and Ben and Kate, that show we he's all know and love. He's directed some of my favorite episodes of New Girl. And I did love Ben and Kate. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I vouched for that for a while, and I'm really Dakota glad that, Johnson. Yeah, and Nat Faxon, who makes a cameo at the very beginning of this Ooh, movie, it's all connected. As probably one of the only people in this movie to have won an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sure John C's been nominated yeah. for a bunch. I'm sure there are so. other people who've won an Oscar. I just he said one of few, not the only. Right. Um, have the Beatles ever won an Oscar? Also, Matt Besser. Oh, I got hella confused when I first saw this movie because I thought Matt Besser was Mitch Hurwitz. <laughs> I thought I was like, "That's weird." I, I confuse them all the time, right? Yeah, and it, I hope that's not racist. It I don't is. know. <laughs> comedist typing, or I don't know what comedist. It, it's comedist. But I did truly. Because, you know, I was into Arrested at the time, and I totally made them the same person. Besser was on my radar. I didn't watch UCB. Right. I didn't live out here to see their shows or anything. But also, put Matt Besser in more movies. He's pretty great. Yeah. I bet he doesn't like it. <laughs> you Do you truly think that? I bet. Really? Just because of his prickly personality in general? Yeah. I, I feel like he's... Put me in a movie. Hey, if, if you guys are going to trash talk uh, Matt Besser... Aren't you glad it's on someone else's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I, I just feel like he's very particular, and he might have done this movie because he was like, oh, all my friends are in it. Of course I do it. I mean, Ian Roberts is yeah. in this movie, and what's he in? Is Where he? was he? Yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. where's he? He has a cameo as someone. He's in this movie. <laughs> I, I blinked and I Ooh. missed it. He is. Wow. Huh. Wow. Uh, I would say out of the UCB4, Besser does remain the most punk rock. I think. Oh, for sure. In general. Absolutely. I think it goes Besser. Uh, I'd say a drug Rod's. dealer. Oh, da- oh, in the scene where Dewey gets busted for cocaine? I oh. think so. Cocaine? Yeah, that's a really quick one. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is a blink and you miss it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that scene entirely, honest. But yeah, yeah. Besser is the most punk out of the four. Out of the UC Berkeley four. By <laughs> right. far... Shall we move into ratings? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Who wants to go? Don't, don't we like usually do like a soundbite where we just say ratings? Ratings. 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 Are you guys saying ratings? Ratings. 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 Matt Grainings? Matt Grainings. Okay. Well, I give this three does out of four. All right. I'll go first. This movie. Ratings. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're just that last the, one. There you out. go. Um, last one. The uh, I love this movie. Extremely solid. It both parodies the biopic genre and it does its own thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am always impressed at how well shot it is. 
and we, we went and talked on and on about the comedy. Uh, I can't really think of anything wrong. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid A. Uh, I'm going to give it an easy A for the exact same reasons. Uh, it really does nail every portion of it. The only reason it's not an A plus is because there's nothing in me that's like, I got to watch this yeah. every day for the rest of my life. Um, it's, is uh, that the criteria for your A pluses? I got I to gotta have a, like, if I'm giving something 100, it's got to be like, this is the movie that yeah. I, like, you know, it's got to be perfect. It's like a touch of inspiration there, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be the, uh, you know, my Desert Island movie. Hot Rod? Would Hot Rod be that movie? Probably. It's, it's probably the only movie that I can think of where I can watch it anytime. Yeah. You want me to get on your bad side? I watched you don't like Hot Rod? Oh, shit. I saw it in theaters and I hated it. That's fine. But my taste in comedy have changed so much since then that I have... I have no doubt that I would like it a lot more if I watched it now. I mean, I've dated people who don't like Hot Rod and who have never seen Hot Rod. And <laughs> you I'm still always just made like, it work somehow. <laughs> yeah, we're all still together. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it—it's always just a thing where it's like I understand. I don't think it's a great movie. It's just like to me, I can always—it's always, it's always right. funny. Sure. And yeah, I don't—I would never be like Hot Rod is a is a ten out of ten. It's just a. To me, it's, it's a 10 just, out of 10. It's your 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I feel like with Hot Rod, even though I haven't seen it, but I get the feeling from it and the vibe and the people who love it that it's kind of a Wet Hot American Summer thing where Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, isn't actually that well-structured. It's kind of a throw everything against the wall, but we all remember the parts we love, and that's why it's a cult classic. I and actually just watched that movie for the first time like two weeks ago. Yeah? I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's great. I think time will uh, prove Hot Rod to be a cult, a CC, if you will. A, a cult CC. Classic. Yeah. A CC Winans. You got a you rating will. for this bad boy? I might give it an A+, plus just because I think it's really... Pulling off a lot of things that are difficult. Even though I don't think it's perfect, I just want to award it as high as possible, uh, the rating, just because I think it's one of the only comedies that totally holds up structurally and music-wise. I love all those songs. I love mm -hmm. uh, Life Without You and Darlene and, and all the... Yeah, I have the deluxe version of the soundtrack <laughs> from iTunes with all the bonus tracks and... It's great. I love it. John C. Riley anchors it so well, and the band like works. Chris, Par we didn't even talk about Chris Parnell and how oh, great whoops. he is. Just give it to me. <laughs> Fuck you. And you never once paid for drugs, <laughs> not once. Uh, so I'm gonna give it ten out of ten A pluses. Did I do that right? You, yeah, somewhere in there you got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a party pooper. I love this movie. It's great. Um, I wouldn't give it an. Uh, a, a perfect rating, but uh, All right. but it's it's <laughs> now I sure this no. is like the weirdest I've ever felt about like no go ahead rate it Michael it's your podcast <laughs> I'll, I'll give it an A and what does an that bring a us out to what can you can you please pull that knife away from my ribs I'm so sorry <laughs> seems like the average is an A the yeah, average is an, an a. a a little high of an A but an A. I wouldn't say too high though. It's it's definitely deserving of an A, leaning towards an A plus. The Leaning Tower of Pizza of A's. I did say pizza. Leaning Tower of Pizza. Yeah, we'll take it. Pizza. I don't. Know, I can't make that work. So let's uh, move on to the challenge. 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 We do the same thing for I was minutes. gonna say all your theme songs seem to just be. You guys have a consistency. Music, music, I love music, it. Music. Outro. 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 Intro. Intro. Welcome, People know welcome, what they're welcome, getting. Welcome. Movie discussion. Movie discussion. <laughs> movie developers. 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 Gilmore oh guys. My Gilmore gosh, guys. I love that. Developers. 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 It's been a while. Been a while. 
Man, that brings me back. All right, what's the challenge this week? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to just, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, How could you not remember me? Remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Is that the Eminem song? Remember me. No, he's coming up with stuff on the spot. No, that's actually a, a movie. Oh. I sort of cheated. Oh. I beg you all for forgiveness. I sort of cheated. That's not a song. <laughs> <laughs> not Look, yet. anything can be a song if we work real quick. Well, I love I sort of cheated. It's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great, That'd be a great That'd song be a for great this movie. That'd be a great country song that's like dissecting like, well, technically we were on a break and the relationship was feeling fake. And then it was like a delineation of like, it was We never cheating. discussed what counts on the dance floor. You gotta set boundaries for me so I know what to do with my D. All right, here's what we're going to do. I think instead of a challenge, I just want to hand over the podcast to you guys <laughs> to, to make up the song, I Sort of Cheated. Uh, I Sort of Cheated? All right. Well, obviously, it's got to start with a few, a bit of a guitar twang. And, and then some like steel, a, some pedal steel. Yeah. And then the drums come in, and that's when the first lyrics so And the first lyrics are, out there on... Out there on the dance floor You're grinding and it feels so real Feels so real But when I forget all about you Sometimes I forget how to feel Then the lady comes up and she pays me attention She says, stranger They'd like to go somewhere. Hell yeah. And I just can't think about my wedding ring. And I say, yeah. 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 Cause I sort of cheated on you. Cheated on you. I kissed a girl. And that's it. I cheated on you. Sort of cheated on you. I kissed a girl and then walked away when I remembered my infidelity. Didn't know what to do, and that would mean to me. Does it mean that I'm out in the doghouse tonight? Does it mean we have to go down in a fight because I cheated on you? Cheated on you. Only kinda, sort of, technically, I, I cheated on you. Cheated on you. I'm sorry, honey, I didn't realize what it means. No. Stuff. I just cheated on you. Cheated 
doesn't mean I got far enough not to cheat on you. That was amazing. <laughs> Good job. I gotta lie. I wrote that. I wrote that four years ago. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, I'm just gonna give both of you. You win. Uh, you win. You win. If I, I, I don't know how it like translates on the page, but I'm gonna fill a bucket up with points and dump it on both of your Ooh. heads, like you're my coach and we just won a football game. Can I redeem these points at like a Chuck E. Cheese or what's the deal? Uh, you may not. Um, Discovery Zone, if you can still find one. Oh, yeah. thank God. It's like with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, because you're making us a little bucket list. Oh, look at that. I'm hard. not going to walk away. I'm I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to stick this one out. That was a toughie. You were tied to your chair. But, uh, yeah, last week uh, or two weeks ago on our podcast, I ended up getting infinity points. I'm going to give you guys Thank you. all of the infinity. That's so nice. I'm going to go back to zero. You don't know what we can do with these infinity points now that we have these gauntlets. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos over oh, here. Man. Right? Uh, Did we just make an after credits scene? I think so. <laughs> guys, you ever had shawarma? What's the actual pick that we're watching next week? Which is like we're Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. That's right. And I haven't seen it. Yep. It's a very Michael, good movie. You, uh, you're bringing that to the table. I am. And, you know, I liked the... Uh, I kind of want to... I'm just thinking of my ideas right now. I liked the idea of the cold open coming from Twitter. That was really funny. If you got funny ideas for the cold open, post it. Send it to us on, on social media. We're at FUA Rock Podcast a, on Twitter. I've got a great idea for your cold open for Pulp Fiction is that one of you should try heroin and the other one has to resuscitate you dibs. live on... Uh, dibs on what? On trying heroin? All right, yeah. so, so here's oh, okay. the thing. When we don't have guests on our podcast, that's our warm-up. That's our pre-podcast ritual. Right. It's you just, don't want none of this shit. We pass yeah. it, we pass it around and then we revive each other and we're like, great, good to go. Pump, hey. shot of adrenaline. Going. Yeah, it's like a zip zap zap. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> a zip zap zap. Except it's shoot shoot shoot. Right. Shoot shot shot. Shoot shot shot. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do like, what song would you like to listen to while sniffing cocaine and getting ready for let Jackrabbit Slims? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. By the way, all I feel like that's messed up my perception of shakes because now I'm like, well, every shake's a five dollar shake at yeah. most places, <laughs> you know. First time I uh, watched Pulp Fiction, I almost immediately went to a place that happened to have five dollar shakes, and I was like, this isn't weird. So yeah, when there was there was a, a Jack Rabbit Slims that existed for real briefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. by the way, just on topic of WH. Uh, check out Paul F. Tompkins as John C. Riley on Comedy Bang Bang with John Hamm doing a Shakespeare off. It's actual. It's really John the Hamm. Podcast or TV show? Uh, podcast. Okay. This was like okay. in two thousand nine or ten. Okay. His John C. Riley is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll post Paul that in the show Tompkins notes if I can find it. Yeah. It's wonderful though. It's true. It's true. It's true. I'm gonna look that up. All right. Nice. Um. Uh, so yeah, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about Gilmore Guys, what it is, and what big projects you have coming up with that. So Gilmore Guys is a show I started. I, I'm pretending to be into Gilmore Girls. I lied and said, like, oh, I've always liked this show since I was a kid. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> and we're, like, exploiting women listeners who are like, oh, guys who like Gilmore Girls. But we're like, we don't give a shit. We're just after <laughs> We're in it for the numbers, for the money, and for the sweet, sweet fame, baby. The drugs? Yeah. Well, first you get the power, then you get the women. First you get the power, then the women. 
then the women give you the power. It's a show we do where we recap every episode of Gilmore Girls and talk about it sincerely, have comedians on, have people from the show on. We've had quite a few cast members from the show, and we do live shows once a month here in town in L.A. at UCB Sunset. It's the second Monday of every month, 1030 p.m. Have you had Lauren Graham on your show? Not yet. The Graham Crackers are get. That's our big white whale. Her and Miss Amy Sherman Palladino are two big gets. You've had Alexis Plato? We have not, but I have given up hope that she'll ever come on. She's oh, okay. a weirdo. She's okay. yeah. She's off in weirdo land with her weird husband. So I doubt she'll ever come on. Uh, it's funny. I, I bought tickets to one of your shows. Uh, was then scheduled for work, so I couldn't make it. But I was like binge watching the show to try and wow. catch up. Wow, that's so nice. But then I didn't get very far. Oh. I, I like I like binged for like three days, and then I was like scheduled for work. I was like, I'm gonna pace myself. But I do want to <laughs> fin- I do want to finish it by the time you guys get because it's actually a really good. It's show. pretty great. It's sincerely a and great, I love great Lauren show. Graham. Ever since I saw her in Bad Santa for the first time, mm-hmm. I love Lauren Graham. A very unlorelei role. Yeah. Yes. Very unlorelei. So uh, yeah, check us out social media at Gilmore Guys Show. Instagram, all that bullshit. Yeah. Check it out. Also, if you're on Instagram, go ahead and check out uh, Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Most importantly. Uh, if you can. See some pictures of some yeah. kids. See all the mom <laughs> stuff she's doing. See Steven's comments. Yeah. I also run a fan Instagram account. So if you want, you can go check that one out. He just. He just, Fisher I just fans. Yeah. He takes pictures with his phone <laughs> off his computer of Jenna Fisher's Instagram and posts them. All on the him. captions are, oh, my God. Yeah, yep. but without without credit. So you're kind of like the yeah. fat Jew yeah, of, of, Jenna, of Fisher Jenna Fisher's Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Got it. The fat Did Jen. You know that guy was like the food festival. They put him for the headline. Yeah, the ramen like, fest, yeah. and they were just like, "Well, we're done." Yeah, you know everybody what? pulled That's, out of that. That makes me. Sometimes it's hard to believe the best in people, but justice. But you know, sometimes it happens every yeah. now and again. And even when it's a <laughs> negative thing, like still the idea that we can all rally behind a good cause. There you go. And that cause is ramen. Yeah, that's right. That's the cause I'm talking about. <laughs> Guys, go to Tatsu on Melrose. Tatsu is so good. Get anyway, the bold ramen. This isn't a, pork. A, a ramen review podcast, but if it was, Tatsu Everybody would be loves ramen. From under a ramen. From, un- oh. From under a ramen. I'd love that podcast. Oh, it's man. Free ramen, ramen every ramen week. Yeah. You haven't uh, yeah. tried. I could do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I could do that. Yourself. Yeah. I or, believe. Or uh, start a podcast about the place you used to live at at UT and call it the Dobie Brothers. Like the Doobie Brothers? Oh, no, I, was, I don't know I was, what that is. Oh, okay. sorry. Well, thanks for listening to <laughs> this episode of From Under a Rock. If you thought this was a good episode, be sure to give us a good rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And to clarify, a good rating is within the realm of three to five stars. We prefer four <laughs> stars or five stars. Uh, if you have anything that's one or two, again, just email us, fuarock at gmail.com. Let us know what we could do better instead of giving us that one or two-star review. Uh, but also, if you gave us a five-star review and still feel like emailing us, go ahead and do that at uh, facebook.com slash fromunderarock. I know it's not email, but it works the same. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at fuarockpodcast, uh, or you can not check us out and live a sad life. Yeah. But you, sh- you should check us out, and you should drop us a line and tell you what you wow, think. the stakes are high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us what you think of uh, Pulp Fiction, which I'm looking forward to seeing, so maybe you can point out some things I should keep an eye open for. Yep. 
So yeah, all that. And Keep more an eye next out week. for a uh, very, very great cameo by John Travolta. Oh yeah, <laughs> cameo. Oh, his cameo is so classic in yeah. that movie. Yeah, he and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty subtle, but oh, damn, okay. they kill it. It's like a background thing. Although for right. real though, Chris Watkins cameo in that movie. I carried. No, I'm not even. <laughs> it's real good. Um, I carried this watch in my butt for 16 Soon years. Soon I'm dying. Can you get the watch for Very me? Very slowly. Can you please help? I can't tell time without the watch. Do you remember it's when about I the was size of a Buick. in that fat boy Slim music video? Do you guys just want to do our podcast? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to be here. I would, but well, I, I have to. to leave like twice already. I have, I have places to we be. We have to do pickup shooting for the Jungle Book movie. <laughs> In which I play. Is he in there? Yes, I don't I play know why to be there. An orangutan, I believe. <laughs> he plays it. I'm not I sure. No, I, I haven't seen uh, the Wikipedia page. But you are Christopher Walken. You should know what you look. I I read the lines, and my lines never said an animal. So <laughs> I just said. Words. This impression is like a tour of other impressions. <laughs> sure is. So we're hosting the show now. Welcome welcome to FU The Rock, where we take The Rock to task for being in San Andreas. How dare you, By the way, star. we bring up Dwayne Johnson so much <laughs> on this podcast. We bring up every like, third podcast. Oh, Dwayne, Dwayne, Please Dwayne, Dwayne. check out my friends Dwayne in the Tooth Fairy. Dwayne, Dwayne, go hey, away. Dwayne, Come another Dwayne day. and Chris Rock. Or, sorry, Chris Rock. <laughs> the Rock and Chris Walken were together on the rundown. I, the? I remember that, of course, with Sean Williams. Scott. Yeah. Tell me what it was like working with Dwayne Johnson. Intense. It was so great. He's <laughs> wonderful. Were you intimidated by his biceps? No, I've never been intimidated Hello? Who's there? by hey, a bicep. It's me, The Rock. Hello. Are you oh, smelling what I'm friend. cooking? Yeah. I've always been it's smelling. Bacon. Oh, bacon's funny. <laughs> you know better than anyone, I don't have a sense of smell. Oh. By the way, if you want to take him to test for his Chris Walken impression and then do that Dwayne Johnson impression. <laughs> I was in Southland Tales, as well as the Scorpion King. I was also in Southland Tales, but not as an actor, just for fun. <laughs> to Yo, where I go every night. Christopher Walken worked dreams. as a PA on Southland Tales because he just wanted to get some resume. I believe in getting your hands dirty and just working your way to the top. He even wants to if work you're his way up the already, ladder. he wants to work his top. way up. It's a hard mountain, but he's gonna walk in hard. Thank you guys for joining us. I wasn't us. a fan of that joke. <laughs> oh, we could have ended there. I was. We still can. The editing exists. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. I am Michael Ornelas, a.k.a. Mike Bourbon. I'm Steven Zarita, a.k.a. Steven Steuben, the burp suburban Zarita the jerk. I'm Christopher, a.k.a. at Electro Lemon on the web. And check out my new movie, are you dying? <laughs> the Jungle Book. Please. Those are his dying words. You it's look like you're having so many strokes right now. Notify my next of kin. Kin dolls. And I am at Kevin T. Porter on Twitter, a.k.a. a disappointment to my parents, but probably mostly my dad. And you've been listening to From, from Under, Under a, a Rock. Wait, who's that at the door? Hello. Hello. 
Hello. I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, oh, damn it. I'm so bad at secret identities. I'm Nick Fury. Oh, hi, Nick Fury. But you said it was Samuel L. Jackson. Pew! <gasps> He's oh, dead. He's dead. That's what happens when anyone questions me in one of my movies. Also, you <laughs> oh. might have been confused as to how my voice sounds nothing like it usually does. Don't worry about it. You guys want to join the Avengers or what? Uh, yeah. Okay. I know my spiel has changed a bit since I did it to Tony, but, you know, I'm, we let anyone in nowadays. Look, I'm not totally dead. It's just a really bad head wound. Can I join? Uh, All right. You got a super not dying power? Yeah, we need some people like he's that. He's head wound guy. Yeah. I, I'm on my way to death, but I just want to be like an honorary Avenger before I pass. He's the Avenger yeah. that makes the other Avengers like feel better about it. You're themselves. lucky I also work at the Make-A-Wish yeah, Foundation. It's like a Make-A-Wish kid thing. Uh, I wouldn't use it to meet you, though. Okay, well, I want and rest. That's in improv. Oh, wait, no, but I didn't <laughs> you die. always kill your characters in improv. <laughs> I, did, I didn't. I didn't actually die though. I just want to tell you that with my Make a Wish, I want to meet John Cena. No! No! No!